Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com backslash Grace P. That's BetterHelp.com slash Grace P. everyone listening though before we kind of just jump into our conversation um I'll have you introduce yourself give us your title I didn't know if you go by Dr. Adele Holmes or if you go by Adele Holmes MD or just Adele um okay cool so I will kind of hand that over to you if you want to let the audience know who you are and what you do hey Grace I'm Adele Holmes um I am in my second or third iteration of my uh, life or or career and have enjoyed all of them. I guess the biggest one was as a pediatrician. I did did go to med school Uh, later. I was like seven years after everybody else in life, though. So uh, we had talked before the uh, interview started. We talked about um, jumping around and not knowing what you wanted to do. And I think that's such a gift that people in their 20s like you and maybe maybe your listeners too can jump around and figure out what you want to do. So so um, I was I worked in a law firm, not as an attorney. Obviously, I worked started as a gopher right out of high school, and I was playing at some college classes along the way, but never really jumped into college at all. I went worked for them for seven years, ending up being the uh, right hand person of one of the attorneys there, and I just loved what I was doing. But during that seven years. I somehow, it just happened, got married and had two kids. <laughs> so one day I woke up after my second child was born and we had just built a house. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do something with my life, I think it's time to to get started. Not that those weren't important things, they were. Yeah. But um, just, and this is honestly the way I kind of do things. Just on one day I decided, I think I'll be a doctor. <laughs> Grace, I had no idea how to be a doctor. I was not a medical person. I fainted in a hospital one time because I oh didn't all that kind of thing. But no, that's just like me. I decided, no, that's that's what I'm going to do. If, if I could do anything with my life, that's what I'd do. So at that moment, I uh, decided I'd be a doctor and, and headed straight on. It took uh, four years of going back and getting four straight years of, of college because real estate and journalism courses had nothing to do with med school, you know, right. or nothing to help me with my MCAT at all. So I went back to college and got, uh, got my degree in biology, got straight into med school and from med school went straight into residency. And then I practiced in general pediatrics, which I have to tell you, I loved. I absolutely loved my pediatric practice. I started out in a little, little bitty practice, just myself and one other uh, person and by the time I retired 20 something years later we had grown to eight doctors and four nurse practitioners so it was huge and and I had been there every step of the way and I loved it mm. loved the patients loved their families so I loved that part of it um, so yes I do have MD behind my name it's well earned and I keep it there but I don't go by the title just yeah. just it is fine always knew always had it always wrote but not for publication. So mm-hmm. I always knew I had it inside me that that's, that's something I wanted to do was to write a book. And if for anything, it was a consolidation perhaps of everything I felt for my descendants, you know, the, the, uh, 
the saying, be the best ancestor you can be, that that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's what I started out with. But there was nothing that was really hounding me to write. So I did write and I piddled and I wrote and I piddled and I started over. Um, but and along this way, I may have told you this, I did retire so that we could write and so that we could travel my husband and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that really, and I may be telling you more than you want to know here. Do you want me no, to No, I keep going. I love it. <laughs> um, so I think the thing that really solidified in me and lit that spark was in uh, whenever our, our social political system changed in 2016. And I got so heartbroken about the division in our mm-hmm. country. Uh, it was just, just, saw us going backwards in so many ways and history repeating itself. And I had always been very um, uh, social justice driven. I, I, I like to do a lot of uh, community work with uh, the, the three things that were the big things in my life as far as social justice went were race issues, women's rights and, and kids or education. Mm-hmm. So those three things were all getting getting dinged pretty hard at that time not only that we had that division and I think that that is what made me pull back and say all right this is what I'm putting into my book and I completely abandoned the book I had and came back and wrote the um the backstory to that book which was um it was set in 1917 uh in the southern Appalachians which is where you are right now um (laughs) There was an herbalist healer who uh, was really the only medical care that her community had. And, and this misogynistic leader came into town and she refused to bend the knee and found herself targeted by the KKK and accused of witchcraft. So mm-hmm. that's what got that book started. And then I just went from there. So those are, I guess, the three iterations of, of my life. <laughs> and who knows what will come next? I'm not right. really oh my gosh that is that is one of the best stories I've heard so far Um, (laughs) well I think the point I wanted to make with that whenever I even started was the kids the people that are young don't feel like you wait until you find your gift I don't mean wait until you're 50 years old but take chances go do what what opened your heart and what makes you gleeful and happy and and because if everybody just did that then the world would I think be a much better place and I don't think anybody will want for anything we, yeah. we all end up doing things that we don't really in, enjoy so yeah you find what it is that you love and then go do it yeah that's really what I'm like transitioning this podcast into right now I um just the other day got super overwhelmed with like all of the information that is coming at us like 20 somethings with mm-hmm. um being well in all of the dimensions of wellness and like make sure that you're financially stable make sure that your physical health is good your mental health like your job your relationships and like all of these things especially with social media right now are just coming in and I was like I don't even know where to start in half of these and I'm sure everybody else is the same. And I kind of sat down and I was like, all right, how can I use this platform to be able to talk about those things? And I think when I was reading on like your background and listening to what you were saying, I I love that you you didn't go to med school right away and you didn't go do a career right away. And that's such a big pressure right now for us is as soon as you graduate, find your career. And I don't have a full-time job and I don't want one and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I, that is so reassuring to hear that it took you seven years to say, oh, I guess I'll go to med school. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely. So don't discount anything. You guys do have it a lot harder because you're right. All these things are coming at you and in the age of information that we're in right now, you feel, I'm not saying it's the truth. It's not, but you must feel like there's no 
excuse for not doing everything because it's right there. How can you right. not know how to do this and this and this because it's right there. Right. But that's true. You still only have 24 hours in a day and you're still running in a human body and you can't take everything in. So, right. you know, focus on, focus on the things that are important to you and, and know that you're going to fall on your face and that right. it's, it's okay. Yeah. First you are really hard and take up a whole lot of your time. And then I think when you get older, you fall on your face and you just kind of laugh and don't <laughs> even look over your shoulder and get up and go on, you know? Yeah. So I wish we could know all the things that we had to learn, I guess. Right. That, that's an impossible thing to do. Yeah. So how long did you practice before you retired to travel and write? Um. 20 something years I say that because I went part-time at the end okay. um, the last three years I worked I only worked I say half-time but it wasn't like two and a half days a week it may be a whole month here and nothing in the next month because we did travel so much that I, mm -hmm. I, I took a lot of time off um, and because of that I had to give up my position as a PCP and that's when I started realizing that I thought I would just stay part time mm -hmm. eternally. I just I just needed my work was was um, encroaching on my time to travel. So I decided I'd go part time and we travel and then I work part time. But, you know, I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, I loved the kids still, but those weren't necessarily my patients that I was seeing I was just seeing acute care kids as right. is all that we done I had given up my primary care practice and missed it incredibly and once I realized that I just shut it down so I, my last day to work in clinic was in 2017 okay. my last day to work as a PCP was in 2013 oh wow okay so I've been I've been I call it out for 10 years now after yeah. that, I just kind of worked. I did pinch hit. Yeah. So. Did you feel any like pressure to stay for a longer period or not retire early because you were quote unquote late to getting into yeah. it? Yes. I, I kind of felt lazy. Um, I kind of had to struggle with, um, you know, what if I get out and I've lost my position or I've, I've lost my, um, my smarts to do medicine because it medicine moves so fast if you don't stay up with it. I mean, what, yeah. if, what if I come back? So it was scary. It was a big jump, but I think I knew too. I mean, it's just like with everything else. And that's why I'm saying, if there's something you want to do, go do it because yeah. yeah I, once I decided that I was done, I think I really knew that I was done. Was I scared? Yes, I was scared. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. Take your leap, you know, take your yeah. leap. And and it, my kids, because I had had my kids before I started, my kids were grown and mm. out. So it wasn't like I had any huge financial responsibility I was risking. It was just me taking the risk. And that made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell people a lot of times at this age. And it's, it's a little backwards for you since, you know, you had already had kids and they were grown. But my age and like, if you're going to go do something that is going to be a little risky, do it now because you don't have anything to count for except yourself. And that's why I did this move. You know, I, I had nothing else to lose. <laughs> and that's so wonderful. You you don't, you, you do have just yourself, which is plenty and everything, but you don't mm -hmm. have to feel that guilt about other uh, beings, little, little children that you may be putting at risk. Right. And you're going to lose your time a little bit too. I don't, I'm not being a naysayer here because that, that too passes and you get your time back. But, you know, even if you don't, I've, I've got a friend that says this and she did it and, and it's such a, such a true thing. I didn't start traveling until I was older. Mm -hmm. She started traveling when she was young and had no money. And it was because her mother told her, get out as soon as she got out of college go travel i don't care if you have money figure out a way to go travel 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 because you'll end up getting married having kids getting involved in your work you won't have time so you know travel opens up the world so much and you yeah. never know what is going to come along when you're traveling i mean you may be back in some third world country and have a calling to to within yourself to really do something there i mean yeah. those those are the that's the stuff life's made of you know yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I'm a big believer in like 
opportunities that are supposed to come your way will, but you have to put yourself in a position for them to present themselves to you. And that's another reason I made this move because I lived in Wisconsin my whole life. It's all I knew was being an hour away from my hometown. And I knew that there was more to that. And I was like, well, everything that this place could do for me has done it. I got to go figure out what else is out there. That's amazing. What a big step and how wonderful. Yeah, it it has been one of the best decisions I've made for myself. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Keep doing those sorts of things. And, you know, you talked about the things that will come to you. I, I believe that, too. I always feel like the universe is putting all sorts of things out there, but we don't see them a lot because we're not looking. Mm hmm. So yeah believe that you have opportunities coming your way and you're looking for them they're there all the time you have to put a little bit more work into it uh it's not easy to get up every morning and say all right what wonderful thing is going to happen today you have to watch for it but yeah there are those things that are out there that will take you wherever you want to go really even if you don't know where it is at the moment yeah no I completely agree I'm a I'm a very big believer in that and that was another reason I wanted to open this podcast up a little bit more to, you know, all of the different routes that you can take, because a lot of us come out of school with blinders on and it's just focusing on going to get that 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 base salary and that stable job with those stable benefits. And I've never really had a mindset like that, um, but it is tough. You know, it's tough to be where I'm at now where I I don't have a base salary and I don't have a job with benefits and I don't have that quote unquote stability but I really believe that if I did I would miss out on an opportunity that might fulfill me more than that you know absolutely I think yeah. whenever you know what's right you'll know it mm -hmm. and it probably won't be the most wonderful thing the very first time because you do have to go through iterations of yeah. yourself yeah each one can be wonderful and I just it's so scary to do what you're doing especially in the age and and day that you're doing it but wow that's great yeah that's great. um I want to talk I a little bit I wish I'd done that but maybe I did <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you did it the opposite almost <laughs> <laughs> for sure um I want to talk a little bit more about like your your writing and your travels and kind of what you're doing right now. Um, so when your book was published 2022? Uh -huh. 2022? About a yeah. year ago. Okay. So you always love to write. Mm -hmm. And 2016 was when you kind of figured out that that, that you were going to sit down and, and write a book. With your love for writing, did you know that you always wanted to eventually publish something? Or was like, was it just more of a a passion or a side thing that you did? I think I always knew that I wanted to publish a book. Yeah. No idea why. I have no idea what I thought it was going to be. Maybe it was going to be a textbook. Who knows? <laughs> but I do think that I knew that I would publish a book. Yeah. So, so I, think I did. It's <laughs> super interesting. The, the book that you wrote, you know, when I, when I was, looking into all of your credentials and everything when Kara sent your information my way and I was like oh she's a doctor and then I saw your book and I you know I was I was thinking I would see something nonfiction, you know something in the realm of health and then I looked into your book I'm like that is so interesting that it is not that but I think that's cool that you can have your profession in medicine and in health but your book is fiction and it's completely fiction. It is based in medicine yeah. because it's so much easier for me to write those things. I already know them. I don't have to go right. out there and read all that stuff. So that was, they say, write what you know. And that's, that's what yeah. I did. But that is just a, that part of me was fully developed whenever I, I retired. So it wasn't like I, I didn't know where I was going with that. That was just, um, that just gave me the chance to take that part of me and and flesh it out a little bit more and become become the writer instead of the doctor. And mm -hmm. sometimes people will call me Dr. Holmes now here or there, and I'm startled because <laughs> I 
in my mind, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm an author. And to me, that's yeah. huge. I love that. I worked so hard to get there. And yeah. you almost forget, you know, that you had that other, not that I would ever completely forget it or ever want to forget it. But uh, yeah, so, so I will tell you, whenever I started out writing that first book was based on a female, of course, uh, in her, in her late twenties pathologist. Mm. Um, so it was a medical book. Yeah. And that's what I went back to, to writing. Okay. Uh, it's the major story that I was writing and I've got this really cool theme that goes all the way through. Cool. Uh, so I was working on that. Oh, okay. So it really was medically based, uh, uh, mitochondria. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a mitochondrial fanatic. It's so <laughs> uh, the maternal inheritance that goes that's inherited through mitochondria. I could just go on and on and I want about that. But it was, uh, that's where I started out with that book. I just couldn't really get into it. And you have to know your backstory. They say you have to know every single part about all the people and where they came from. And this, this, uh, woman this herbalist healer that's in this book was a one of the ancestors to the female physician and oh. I knew so much about her and I just get, got caught up in the backstory and I thought I love this part of it better so I'm going to back up and write this book first yeah so I did and and that's what I should have been doing because it would is so much easier to deal with what are we doing with our political divides right now and trying to say, let's don't repeat it, which is what I tried to do in this book. So much easier to do that than it would have been to try to fight it in the setting of the current day. Right. So for me anyway, so yeah. that, that's, that's what I did. And I have been writing and writing on that, but I will tell you um, in September, uh, my husband and I travel a lot. We retired to travel and that we made a conscious decision 20 something years before okay we're gonna work and save and then we're gonna retire and we're gonna travel so we had a we had gone in september to stay in vienna for a month we rented an apartment because we love vienna and we got there for um the first week and about 10 days into it i developed um and i only tell you this because of what I want to lead into, yeah. but um, I developed an autoimmune disease and it was, it just put me under and, and I was flat and it was, it, it, we had to come home. We, mm. we had, as soon as I got medically stable, we came home and I've still, and I'm still dealing with it. And all during this time, I've not been able to write at all. And the things that have bubbled up that are important to me are what comes to the top and mm. it's family every time it's family it's my grandkids and um I am sitting here thinking do I even want it right now at this point in my life do I even want to go back and write for publication again I'll always write but do I need those deadlines you right. know that deadlines are very hard on me because that's not the kind of person I am anyway um so now as I'm starting to get over this and get back up on my feet and go again I've got so much to catch up on and those things that are priorities for me to catch up on have to do more with the grandkids and what they're doing than it does with the book. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking, you just have to constantly reevaluate what you're doing in your life. And, and when something like your health that gets back into the health issue knocks you down and we're talking, I'm talking about straight health, not health of your bank account, you know, health of your job, all those things, right. but your health, when your health knocks you down, you will realize what's most important in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a, a, a good time to, to be on top of it instead of to be behind it. You know? Right. So if you think about it now, if, if I had no health, if I couldn't do anything but sit here and I couldn't go do that job and I couldn't do anything else, what would I have to do or what would I really, really find important, not just urgent, but important? Mm -hmm. I think that's that's when it comes out. So that's something as a young person you can do because eventually we all lose our health. Right. I mean, mine's not, mine's wasn't cancer or anything bad like that, but it was just enough to make me reevaluate what in the world was I doing with my life right you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's another aspect that I've been really leaning into and trying to break it down for everybody my age on where to start and what to be doing because um, my degree is in health sciences and fitness and nutrition. Um, and that is so ever changing. And there's so many things now that I'm learning due to my, um, my grandparents' health, you know, up until last year, I had no idea the benefits of like, um, sauna and cold water therapy and, um, like a whole food diet. It was while I was in school, everything that was pushed out to you was, oh, make sure that you're eating in a calorie deficit, make sure that you're hitting your protein, make sure that you're lifting weights, which in certain aspects is still important. But like you said, without your just overall general health of your body, you can't do anything else. And, you know, we saw that a lot in my family in this last year, both sides of my grandparents developed dementia. And that's kind of where we started to learn, like, what can we do now to make sure that when we get there, that's not affecting the life that we're living. And it is so crazy all of the things that play a role into that that it, that is so true so absolutely true both from a medical standpoint and from someone standing on the other end of life looking back and, and nodding my head and saying you are absolutely right grace you yeah. can keep doing that because you have to you have to hang on to that and most people your age aren't doing that I suspect I wasn't doing it when I was that age yeah absolutely and that's like that's one of the things that I was so overwhelmed with because it's, you know, I am privileged enough to have a very solid foundation in my general health because that's what I studied and that's what I do. Um, But a lot of people my age, they don't know, you know, they're just out there following a, a social media workout, trying to lose weight and they don't even know why. And now all of these professionals are out there saying you need to be doing a cold plunge every day. You need to be in the sauna every day. You need to cut out seed oils and do this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, where do we start? What is the baseline that we can be doing right now? And then eventually, you know, we'll build up because yeah, those things are important, but I feel like for us being able to build the groundwork is important to focus on and a lot of people aren't talking about that everybody's trying to do the next big thing I'm like when did we get away from the core foundation of just our overall wellness absolutely and that takes you back full circle to what you were talking about on the front end you feel like you're overwhelmed with everything and I think that that's that's the key in each one of those situations go back to the basics yeah you know get your groundwork and mm-hmm. then do the other and you, you can't do it all at once <laughs> pick one thing and work on it knowing that those other things are out there you still have to deal with them but right now you know maybe your emphasis is on the groundwork of health mm-hmm. of your job or whatever right so many- and with all that information coming at you you're (laughs) never going to be able to do all of them at once right it's just just a really crazy world right now more so than it's ever been yes it is it's so you guys are the heroes of what's coming uh, what this world is coming to but I think I think you're in good hands I hope so (laughs) no I think so because um you know there's so many hopeful intelligent inspiring kids out there mm-hmm. De Gorman you know the 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 poet there's so many people pop up from out of the blue and you think these kids have it right you know? nobody thinks they have it all the way and there are a few that are lost that's always been but all in all I think your generation is much more solid than mine was at this point in your life so well, that's reassuring <laughs> no that's very reassuring so what would you say like in terms of health like your general health of your body like if somebody is trying to build that groundwork in your opinion like what do you think you should be focusing on and um, really putting your attention towards to be able to build that base well looking 
looking from where I am, I, I don't know a lot of the fads because I'm out of medicine right now, so I can't really say which one of them I think are good and which ones of them are just, you know, not even to be dealt with. Right. I think the basics are eat whole foods, you know, complete foods. I don't think you necessarily, just because today it may be that you don't want to eat seeds, that don't, you know, try to moderation in all things, Mm -hmm. okay? Don't overdo it on anything because even though we may think that butter is bad and margarine is good, tomorrow we'll be finding out that margarine is plastic, right? Right. So don't overdo it with anything. But if you stick with foods that are foods, if you can look at it and say, this is a a potato, this is a Brussels sprout, this is Mm -hmm. a, a fish if you eat meat, any way you want to go is okay, but don't go overboard with anything. Just stay in moderation, stay with the basics. That will be the food part of it. I would say keep up with things that you may not even realize, your vision, Mm. your hearing, your, your, your yearly things that you need to get done. Those really need to get done. So keep up with those things so that nothing sneaks up on you. Right. Um, We used to feed people antibiotics like candy and now we know most of us have awakened to the, the idea that we know now we should have been doing other bacteria to fight bacteria, which mm-hmm. is probiotics. So yeah. I think the probiotic thing has been around long enough that we can safely say it's not a fad. So stay away from antibiotics unless you absolutely have to have them and, you know, do probiotics or at least read about why you might need to do probiotics. Yeah. Uh, constantly be reading but don't go down a rabbit hole i mean there are so many rabbit holes just stay with with the basics on things yeah in moderation definitely not smoking smoking is one of the worst things that you can do yeah um and i still see kids smoking and i'm like oh not cool but Mm -hmm. they don't don't care what i think so right yeah it's the um it's the vaping now that's it is and that yes, it, it, any form of it, yeah, Absolutely. any form of of inhalation into your lungs, right? Um, it's just just not a good thing to do. So so do pay attention to safety. You know all the yeah. things. Wear your seatbelt because you don't want to be a, a a vegetable, right? Yeah. So you uh, talked about probiotics. What about prebiotics because that's another thing that comes up do we need to be taking prebiotics as well do or eating if you eat a good diet you're going to get prebiotics prebiotics are just what feed the probiotics okay so without the prebiotics the probiotics aren't really helping or how does that work that's right no no but you're going to have you're going to eat probiotics as well yogurt and things like that have probiotics in them um so probiotics are bacteria prebiotics are what feed the bacteria and they're good bacteria so that if you have um a petri dish full and you have one bad bacteria in there if you overload it with really really good bacteria that either will kill that bad bacteria or just their sheer mass will keep it from multiplying that's what you want to do with the good bacteria so if you overload your body with the good bacteria uh the bad bacteria can't really grow whereas on the other hand when we and i'm not saying don't use antibiotics if you need them because there are situations where you will die if you don't take your antibiotics You know, do not quote me as saying don't use antibiotics. Right. Too many years, we and pediatricians were the worst for ear infections and things like that. There's the the bad bacteria. Let's figure out what it is and let's do something that kills it. Mm -hmm. Do. But guess what happens? Stronger bacteria come in and then they're not able to be wiped out with that petri dish full of good bacteria. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, is a probiotic and a prebiotic something that like you should be regularly taking or only when you've got something to fight off? That's, um, you know, I can't really give medical advice well, yeah. <laughs> that I take uh, a, prebi- a probiotic every day. Okay. I do not take a prebiotic because I know to eat right. foods with fibers. A fiber um, is your biggest thing for your pre- prebiotic. They feed the good bacteria the best. So okay. you want a lot of 
I burn your diet. So if you eat a good diet, you don't have to take prebiotics. Right. And there are, are, are also probiotics right now that are becoming um, proprietary. So maybe a company will come up with one. Um, and there is one out there. Acromancia is the name of it. Not that it matters, but it actually helps you not be as hungry and it helps you keep your glucose down. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So those are proprietary and you have to buy them from a certain company. But mm. I'm, and I'm pushing that company at all. I'm just saying <laughs> that we're starting to see the big drug companies now focus more on producing a bacteria that's effective mm. in preventing things um, than just antibiotics, which we're always going to need our antibiotics. But if we save them for the big things like meningitis, instead of using them for sinus infections or minor sinus infections or colds, mm which are viruses and are not helped at all by yeah. antibiotics, right? Uh, if, if we will save those antibiotics, we will be much healthier because mm -hmm. we will have less uh, true meningitises and uh, resistant staph infections and things like that that right. really, really are scary, you know? Yeah, I know. I've that's um, That's super interesting, very helpful. So... That just goes back to the whole food diet. If you're eating foods from the earth, it's going to give you what you need in your body. True. In most cases, that's absolutely true. Yeah. There are always outlying things, and I'm glad we know and have science like celiac disease. Mm. You know, you do have to watch. But but yes. for the most part, if you're a healthy individual with no underlying disease, then yes, eat yeah. whole foods that you can look at them and say I know what this is right yeah absolutely I I definitely agree I'm I'm on that that route right now is just trying to stay away from anything that's overly processed and right yeah that is huge. that's yeah. what I was about to say the ultra processed things are just awful yeah it's 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 a little scary like the the things that they can just put in our food today and and sell it to people and a lot of people don't have any idea that it's in there and half of that stuff is banned in other countries yeah yeah i grew up eating margarine and having saccharin and things like iced tea because you know i had a mom that was weight conscious so she didn't want want to that's that's what we had you know right. look back now and i think how did we not die where someone else with other genes that saccharin could have caused cancer in them by now Right. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, no one knows for sure why these ultra processed foods or the uh, cancer causing chemicals cause it in some people and not in others. Why can one person smoke their whole life and do just fine and another get COPD and die young? Right. We don't, right. That also leads you to the problem that you don't know which one you are. So fix <laughs> it, you know. Right. No, absolutely. So groundwork, building the base of health, eating whole foods, you know, keeping up with things like our vision and our hearing. What about exercise? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that didn't come up top of my mind because that's something I probably have a hard time with. I love to be active, mm -hmm. but I do not like to go into a gym and exercise. Right. I absolutely hate it. So if I could recommend anything, go do things you love to do. Right. And you're just like with everything else, then you're not exercising, you're playing sports or you're, you know, doing whatever. If, if you, if you like to, to run, some people do, mm -hmm. uh, if you like to ride horses. If you like to play pickleball, do whatever you like to do, just be active. I think. Yeah. But yes. Exercise is so important. We know right. that is well documented, man. It's hard to do though on, on a set basis for some people and some people, you know, it's not. So everyone's just different. Do, mm -hmm goes back to the gifted thing do the things that come easy for you that are the right things to do and, and life will flow instead of making you feel like you're on a schedule yeah yeah I I totally agree I mean I'm a personal trainer and I sometimes despise the gym like I don't want to be in there I don't want to go lift weights I want to move my body in other ways and I think people in my generation really get caught up on that schedule of oh, I need to be lifting five times a week and doing cardio this many times. And for me, it's more so just 
you know, moving my body and making sure that I'm some things that are so important that people don't realize is like flexibility and mobility, especially for long term. Yeah. And for balance and and mm. and the elderly for just not harming themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I uh this is gonna switch gears quite a bit. Um, but you uh, this caught my attention when you were talking about your book and writing. Um, and I know earlier you said like you took some courses in those seven years that you were working, but how did you learn how to write? Um, was it just kind of repetition or did you take courses? Yeah, I did take courses because I got out and thought, um, and this has been a constant theme. I've, I've said it other places before, but it's so very true. I've read all my life. And I've read a lot of classics and read um, flowery, wordy things and, and thought, well, I know, I know how to write because I've read, you know, a million books, you know, probably not, but uh, constantly, just a constant reader throughout my life. So I came out thinking I knew how to write and, uh, you know, you don't, you start putting down what you think is so nice and, and it's, then you send it in for a contest or you send it in or you workshop it or you go to a, a, a convention or someplace where other people see it and you start realizing just how awful it is. Yes, it's grammatical and <laughs> it may sound good, but that's not, that's not necessarily good writing per se. Right. And not only that, if you want to do something like a novel, how in the world do you put a novel together? That was a really hard thing for me to learn. Right. I could write the scenes and I could write bits and pieces of it, but how do I get it to flow? Right. So that took a long time too. And I did start first out, I started taking online courses. Um, and then I started taking, uh, going to conferences and just listening to people and networking and then reading what they're reading. And, and you may take a class on this and then you go read about it and you figure it out. But even at the very end, I had to, to just isolate myself with, and I can't remember the name of the book, with a novel writing book about, you know, how to, how to set out a novel, basically. Right. I had to do that. I sat down with it all by myself for about 72 hours. I went down to the beach and just stayed there, got in the condo and shut the doors and didn't go out and sat there until I got it in my head. And it works for me. So I know now how to write my novels. I know right. where to put all my all my things. Uh, you know, your you have to have your arcs and you have to have your plot points and those sorts of things. And I figured out from that book, this is how I do it. So you have to number one learn how to write, not just the flowery grammatical sentences, but the right. ones that that you will keep a reader reading the whole novel. Then you had to learn how to put the novel together so that it makes sense. So mm -hmm. it was a long, it was a long course. It took years, you know. It yeah, took years to figure that all out. So no, I thought I knew exactly what I was doing. Just but you know, so I just jumped in and started doing it. But I I can't learn any other way. I have to right. I have to fail to to figure it out. Yeah. No, Did that's that any <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just ask because my my little sister actually wants to be an author and she writes. Um, she's in school right now and she's she jokes about it, but I think there's a little truth to her saying like I want to drop out and just write. Um, she's a journalist. She's a journalism major right now, um, but. I always like to, of the authors that I've talked to, I like to get a little insight on that because she listens and um, she is a very good writer, but I know that there there's a lot more to it than just. My yeah. recommendation there for what it's worth would be not to drop out. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to write for herself every single day mm -hmm. and also take all those courses. So she's she really is going to have to have some way to support herself because right. um, hopefully she'll be the next breakout and will do fantastic with it. But those people are few and far between. I yeah. Mean, you, you, and I don't mean to sound negative on no. that, but, but you write because you, you feel driven to write 
and those are the only really good books that are out there, not the people that, that want to make a ton of money. You can't right. just go do that, I don't think. Right. So if she likes to write, she's in a good, uh, journalism is great, you know? Yeah. She can write and make money while she writes. Yeah, exactly. And And I told her that too, like, I'm all for chasing your passion and your dream and achieving that and there is no doubt in my mind that she will be a published author um, and I always joke with her that when she is a big name author that I'm going to be her manager and so that I can travel with her <laughs> yeah, absolutely and there's nothing wrong with all that it's yeah perfect. yeah but I told her like you know while that's building up you do have to support yourself financially absolutely um, but don't lose sight of that because that's kind of where it gets confusing post-grad is oh shoot I'm not in school anymore I've got all these big kid bills to pay how do I pay them without having a stable job and that's totally fine if you're gonna go do that Um, obviously you have to have some sort of financial stability but so many people do that and then they lose sight of what it is that they're passionate about and the goals that they're chasing. So that's like my opinion is, yeah, go find a way to make money, but make sure that that's not taking away from the end goal. That is perfect. Yes. Because if you did just jump into your goal uh, and thought, Oh, I can go do it. I'm just going to just go for it. I'm not going to, I'm going to quit college and just go. I'm right. You're right. Before long, the realities of trying to survive would overtake any glee or joy from writing because mm-hmm. it would be best enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just did that with this move. I quit my full-time job to move here I took a remote position that is very, very part-time. And the first two months I was here, I realized I was like, I spend all of my time worrying about money because I'm not making any and it's taking away from the things that I love to do. So maybe this isn't in the plan, but I need to figure out a way to support myself financially so that I can actually put my attention and focus on my podcast and content creation and the things that make me happy so I got a serving job and I love it and it wasn't in the plan and it's not typical of a almost 24 year old to be doing but now you're doing it and you're you know why you're doing it you're enjoying it and you know it's not going to be forever yeah yeah absolutely and I just think so many people my age they look at that and they're like well that's a loss and for me, it's like, this is just, this is just helping me move forward, supporting me on this end so that I can put all of my focus on what I want to be doing long-term. Yes. And if you keep your eyes open, something might come from that serving job. Yeah. Who knows what? My yeah. mom literally just said that to me. She was like, you never know. She's like, I feel like you're going to meet someone at the restaurant that you're working at and it might turn into something that you never even considered happening you know yeah you have to be looking for it but yeah (laughs) yeah you've got this 20 something thing (laughs) I'm trying I really am but I owe a lot of it to the people that I've talked to on here and um learning about all of the different things that you can be doing and just kind of having that reassurance that it's okay to not be on the timeline that everybody thinks we need to be on because in reality there just there isn't one that's absolutely true yeah and then you share it with all the other 20 somethings that's great yeah yeah I mean, people like me be on here <laughs> <laughs> no but i i appreciate it and um i have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and just being able to chat with you and learn about the different things that you've done. And I'm, I'm sure we could talk for two more hours. I mean, I definitely could. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, thank you for having me on. I've enjoyed meeting you and talking with you and sharing and it um, hopefully said some things that are, that are helpful and yeah. you can the things that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yes, I got a lot out of this that 
I think is helpful for me, which I know is helpful for some of my audience, um, if not all. We're very small still, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But um, for everyone that's listening, where where can we um, find your book and purchase your book? Because I will definitely be looking into that um, and reading that. I'm very interested. Yeah, my book is called Winter's Reckoning, um, and you can find it anywhere. Right now, okay. it's it's um, distributed through Publishers West Group, but as of next fall, it will be distributed by Simon & Schuster. So it will be available everywhere and eventually on the Simon & Schuster website. Amazon, um, which is a big giant, and I would much prefer you go to your local bookstore. They have access to it, probably it because it's it because it's small. Um, because I'm not a huge writer, it may not be in your bookstore, but they can order it. So if you okay. have my last name and Winter's Reckoning, you will be able to order it from anywhere. And you okay, can, you, Barnes and Noble has it. You can order it online from uh, Bookshop.org. Okay. Um, any place it should be available everywhere oh, awesome and my uh website is you can always go to my website which is just my name.com okay adelholmes.com um a-d-e-l-e-h-o-l-m-e-s.com and there's a book page and at the bottom of the book page there's several by links doesn't i mean i don't doesn't make me any difference but one out to amazon one to uh um Oh, all the different places. There's an audio book out there. There are ebooks out oh, there. Oh, cool. To all of those. Yeah. Okay. The guy that did the audio book was great too. Awesome. So if you do audio books, it's worth a listen. Okay. Very cool. I will, um, I'll put all that information in the show notes for everyone so that they're able to check it out. But I, I'll definitely be getting a copy to read and then I'll pass it along through my family. We're, we're a big reading family. Oh, good, good. And I love to do book clubs and I'll do a lot of them on Zoom too. So if anybody cool. does book clubs and is interested in having a chat after I'm open for that, you can get all that through my website. Okay. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Very cool. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for all of that information. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was awesome to meet you. Um, and I'll send all of that over to you on Monday. All right. Sounds good. All righty. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.